0: Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, Horticulture Educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And this week I wanted to talk about some of the calls and inquiries that are coming into the Extension offices and the volunteer Master Gardener help desks uh, about what's going on out there. And and really uh, it's shifting from, you know, now that the gardens uh, have been, vegetable gardens have been planted for a few weeks, uh, the questions to the volunteers I have kind of slid over from the how do I to what's going on with my vegetable plants. Um, The early spring crops have been in for a while. We've been able to plant um, tomatoes, peppers, and a lot of green beans and a lot of other things in, in recent days. And uh, one of the questions that's uh, kind of perennial in the sense that it, it does show up every year is um, calls about some of our early spring crops, like the, especially the leafy greens, spinach, and lettuces, and the fact that they've begun to send up flower stalks. Um, and we're surprised that we haven't been able to harvest as much as we did last year because the flower stalks are changing how the plant grows and tastes. And really what's happening here is both say spinach and lettuce are both really cool season early spring crops. They do their best in the cooler weather. And when we hit some of these dry spells that we've had, even however briefly, um, that may be beginning to trigger them. Um, into doing something they naturally would do anyway, and that's later on in the summer, uh, they're going to do something called bolting. They're going to change their emphasis from producing leaves to producing a flower stalk and flowering and even setting seed. And when this happens, the, the, the flavor of the lettuce leaves change. In fact, it won't be growing any more lettuce leaves anyway now that it's bolted and and going to seed. So those leaves that remain are not going to be nearly as flavorful. There may even be some bitterness to them. Uh, So you could continue to harvest what's there. Just recognize that it's perhaps not going to be nearly as flavorful and could have a bit of bitterness in it besides. So uh, you want to taste test a little of that before you go ahead and add it into the full salad. You don't want to ruin what would otherwise be a delicious tasting salad with those bitter leaves in there. So you uh, want to check that out first. So that's something that's happening with um, a lot of our early season uh, spring crops. It also happen to radish. Uh, once that radish starts to go to seed, essentially uh, no more bulb formation happens radishes are supposed to be a three four week crop anyway so if they've been in there longer than that in your yard you're you've become a gardening gambler uh, in that they probably should have been uh, harvested and used uh, before this time of the year anyway another area in the garden as we've begun to plant a lot of our other plants uh, and by the way tomatoes are still the favorite number one plant we're we're putting in throughout the United States, um, is you'll put the crop in, you'll put the tomato plants in, uh, and and then the gardeners will begin to see a variety of different kinds of spots on the tomato leaves. Um, and then the other, the other condition that seems to be talked about is, uh, uh, they uh, they have these dark gray black areas on the bottom of the tomato fruits and, uh, and, uh, um, they might, right, go ahead and ripen, but as you examine that fruit, um, it's totally unedible. You're not going to want to use it. And so those are the two conditions we've been seeing. Leaf spots in these black gray areas on the bottom of the, t- uh, bottom of the tomatoes. Um, and the dark gray and black area in the bottom of the tomato is something we call blossom end rot. And it's pretty typical for some of the early fruit sets or the or some of the earliest flower sets during the season because the temperatures uh, um, and the conditions in the soil are a bit erratic. And uh, as the skin cells on a tomato fruit enlarge and grow at a very rapid rate, Oftentimes, the plant is not able to supply the skin cells with sufficient calcium to build a good, strong skin. Um, And then this black and gray area develops instead. Uh, The rest of the fruit, having good cells, continues to grow, continues to uh, mature and even ripen. But yet this blackened area on the bottom, this blossom end rot, really prevents us from using it. So two conditions, as I said, really favor blossom end rot: uneven soil moisture and the lack of. And the second one is perhaps and might be more important: the lack of, of, of a really well developed root system. Um, tomato plants get set out as a transplant. They uh, we've bred them to set lots of flowers, and if the root system isn't large enough and complete enough, it has difficulty getting uh, enough calcium out of the soil. Um, to really support all the growth that's needed by the fruit cells, the, that quickly expanding fruit. So those are more or less the two conditions that cause blossom end rot. Uh, we can manage the water um, and irrigate accordingly to keep the soils evenly moist if we need to. Um What typically happens is the blossom end rot often disappears by the time that we have the second or third flower set, because by then the root system has grown large enough; it can support all the developing fruit that the tomato plant has, uh, and this that makes it um, uh, it just kind of goes away, in other words. So. Um, benign and neglect may be the best thing we can do here if you're interested in helping a plant out you need to apply some very finely ground limestone calcium uh, products to the soil and lightly water it in or work it in because that those very fine particles will be transformed in something the tomato plant can uh, get and pick up very easily the other problem that we're having is the spots on the leaves and this is likely one of several leaf diseases tomatoes uh, tomato plants can have Um, culturally giving them enough space for each plant to grow without running into its neighbor and overcrowding is essential Um, it's the leaves remaining moist too long into the day that allow these allows these uh foliar pathogens to leap out of the soil and get started on our plants you will oftentimes note that the diseases start from the inside lower inside part of the plant and work their way up and out that's because of the highly uh, high levels of humidity down in the centers of these plants. And that's why giving them enough space so that the wind and the sunlight can dry them out early in the morning is, is uh, one of the best cultural things we can do. There are foliar fungicides, yet timing is critical. And most often as a homeowner, we miss those critical times we might treat, but still have the fungus anyway. So those are, those are, uh, uh again part of what's going on out there when it comes to our tomato plants in the yard Um, and quickly the last one is bulb onions you should let the tops stay on until they naturally dry and fall over that's when they're really going to be harvested as a full mature uh, onion bulb so keep that in mind as well so this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up it's always a pleasure and I'll talk to you again next week